Hello there and welcome. From the Bray Seafront, south of Dublin, next to the Carousel, this is Living Large and Hard, Memories of Ireland. So sit back, get comfortable, cop on to yourself, you tick fucking bastards, and enjoy. Because here we go. Well, thanks for the intro. Mick, over there in Bray, which is a um, really cool little city south of Dublin. You take the dart down Dublin Area Rapid Transit. You hop on downtown in Dublin. A couple spots there. Ride it on down. Um, there's a, a road that runs right up against the Irish Sea, basically. There's a promenade where you can walk. And uh, there's hotels, bed and breakfast, lots of pubs. And there's also farther south down there from where you get off the dart, there is um, a mountain, Mount Bray. And you, I recommend walking up that as well. There was one time I was up there and it was a sunny day, but then it started sprinkling. And uh, it got cloudy. And turned around and actually went back because the weather got so bad. Turned out it was just a, a like a blob of fog stuck to the side of Mount Bray and when we came out of that and looked back there was almost a complete circle rainbow or if you could speak English like apparently I can't a almost completely circular rainbow um, anyway this is Memories of Ireland looking back at my uh, many trips there, took seven between early 90s. It was almost, it was like a 20-year period, I would say, from about 90, 92, 93, I don't even really remember, and then up to 2012. And um, as long as three weeks, as short as five days. So what I've done is broken this down into various components. Um, there's one about flying there and back. This one will be about cars. There's one about the boat trips I took. And then there's probably going to be at least two, if not three, about pubs. Now, this is not going to be your usual travel log thing about going here and seeing this and seeing that, even though I just did pimp Bray a little bit. Because uh, you can look all that stuff up. It's not hard to do. And uh, if anyone would want any recommendations, I would certainly be happy to give them. You can get a hold of me, Micromax Marvin. You can use Messenger, Micromax Marvin on Facebook. You can DM me on Living Large and Hard on Instagram. My email is shitforbrains at gmail, X-I-T-F-E-R brains. Get a hold of me all those ways. Uh, so today, like I said, it's going to be about cars. Now, the situation changed quite a bit with driving in the years that I went. Um, at the end, because there was the whole Celtic Tiger thing where there was lots and lots of foreign investment. And uh, roads became much easier to drive on. There was actual highways and things. But of course, the main thing is you're driving for most of the world on the wrong side of the road. 
and which I I really didn't have a hell of a lot of trouble with it. Um, I always got because I'm poor. I always got manual transmission because what they do is you can get a, a really tiny car, which I would also recommend if you plan on going and going not where everybody is, like the main cities, which I always pretty much avoided. Um, and just get a, a, the smallest car you can. And once you start moving up size-wise, and in, especially into an automatic, and the price of the car can quadruple or more. So the driving on the left side with the right-hand drive, uh, there's the occasional going to the wrong side of the car to get into drive, which, you know, not a, that big a deal. Um, since it was a stick, there was the occasional grabbing the, um, the, the handle on the door on the right instead of the stick on the left. There was that kind of thing. Um, roundabouts, which for uh, the American listeners are here they're a joke nobody really uses them properly they're not really set up properly but over there it can be a bit of a challenge um driving in the uk and uh, scotland in particular because i drove from london up to scotland spent a week driving around pretty much the perimeter of scotland i had a two roundabout limit when i was out drinking get back to the bed and breakfast because it, it could just become so fucking confusing now to demonstrate that this would this is how some of the road signs looked take your left hand put it with the palm out away from you now take your right hand spread your fingers take your right hand with your palm out spread your fingers now take the tip of your right thumb and put it at the base of your left thumb and that was what a road sign might look like and where the backs of your hands are that would be a circle so you would have to enter these circles with the proper protocol as far as turn signals and you know shifting and figuring out where you're going to get on where you're going to get off and it just yeah there's times you end up just going around get back to where you should be and there's times you just fuck up and come out the wrong spot and there was one time where someone honked their horn and gave me the bollocks you know the two fingers and said feck off but so there's that going on. Uh, I had more trouble with the roundabouts than I did with the actual being on the other side of the road. There was one time that I remember when I would, I'd been driving for a while and I'd really settled in, and a car came at me, and it was in the right-hand lane, which... You know, with left-hand drive cars, that's your lane. And that freaked me out for just a second. I almost, you know, jerked the wheel. Then I figured it out. Um, also, lots of little roads. Once you get out in the sticks, which I recommend, in Ireland. Um, one of the things that was noticeable, Ackle Island, which is the largest island off the coast of Ireland. I mean, it's barely off the coast. There's a bridge and there's just like a little trickle in between. And there was one time, been there multiple times, there was one time we stopped on the way off just to watch the fog in a continuous, like royal, uh, R-O-I-L, of dirty cotton coming down 
a mountain just off Ackle, and it would just come down to a certain level, stream down, and then disappear. And we watched that for like 15 minutes. Um, but going up to the top of Ackle Island, those little, these little fucking cars with like, uh, I think some of them had less than a one liter engine. It was ridiculous. They would just not be happy at all. The auxiliary fan would come on. Um, yeah, it, it, it was dicey sometimes. Going down the same way because it was so steep that I would, you know, drop it into a gear, a lower gear, and use engine braking because otherwise the, the puny-ass brakes on that, those cars wouldn't, wouldn't make the cut. Um, sheep in the road, that was pretty common. Learned to look for, like, say, if there was a lamb on the left, you'd look to the right to see if the uh, mama sheep was over there in case you did, you know, the lamb decided to go that way. Um, cows, herds of cows in the road. There was one time there was a guy herding his cows. He was in a van and he would reach out and slap the cows in his ass, on their ass. I don't think they were, he was slapping his ass, couldn't tell. Um, slapping the cows in the ass as he herded them with his van and uh, oncoming traffic sometimes on these little tiny roads which are basically two tracks uh, I'd be driving along and you'd come around and bang there's a car right there so that could be fun there is pull-offs built in to a lot of the place well they, some were built in some were just there so you'd have to you know get around each other that way Tour buses, huge pain in the ass, even on the regular roads, because they were so big. And what I liked, I've always liked to drive really fast. And so with these little tiny cars on these little roads, it was really fun, especially with a stick shift to just haul ass. So with a typical European plate, uh, the year that the car was built is the year on the plate. And then... The newer cars, especially back when I first started going, were almost all rentals. And they usually had a sign like Dan Dooley Rentals or Hertz or whatever. And if the people in there were driving slowly, I figured it was someone, some foreigner like myself, but who didn't enjoy doing it. And they would just drive really slowly. So I would I'd basically run them off the road. I'd get on there and uh, tailgate until they pulled over. There was, yeah, I know, dick move. Oh, but it was so much fun. There was one car that I got out of all of them. And uh, it was a Peugeot. And this would have been a 98. And I don't know the model number, but it had actual balls. So it must have had like a liter and a half engine or something. But that thing, that thing was swift. All the rest, you know, you just wind it up just to get to the speed limit barely. Um, but the Peugeot could haul. So at one point when we were taking the boat out to the Skelligs, we had time to kill. And there were some one-room cottages that, they were being, that were being restored a couple miles from where the boat was going to be taken off. So went flying down there and ended up doing about 75 on a muddy two-track, which uh, to Danny Boy... And the second ex, Mrs. Living Large and Hard, was absolutely terrifying. Um, also, 
with that car there was I was it was actually a paved road but there was a right-hander and then there was a little hump bridge over a stream and got to the hump bridge we got a bit airborne and while we were airborne I couldn't tell when we came down if the road went left or right it was that steep so um Danny boy ended up smacking his head because he didn't have a seatbelt on he ended up cracking his head on the ceiling I believe and second Mrs. X in the back she flew up and landed on uh, the part where you buckle the seatbelt in I guess that's called the buckle and that went right up her ass so um, again they were less than thrilled with that so at that point it was determined that I would say rally mode whenever I was going to do that shit and they would buckle up and Danny boy would actually brace himself uh, that same car, after we got back from the Skelligs, Danny Boy bought a like a two liter of lemon lime soda. And he said, he, he was, took a drink and he was going to pour it out. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, it tastes like shit. And I'm like, give it here. Popped the hood and I put it in the windshield washer reservoir. Because we were going down these a lot of these dirt roads, two tracks and shit, and the wind, the wind screen, I'll show how, you know, bilingual I am, windscreen, was usually just filthy. So I was getting low on, on fluid, and I didn't feel like buying any. Uh, so put that in there, and not only did it, it foam nicely, but it uh, gave a refreshing scent. So... That was two weeks with that car, two fun weeks, and got to the airport, and when I turned in, the lady from the rental company came out and said, 1,660 miles? I said, yeah, it said unlimited mileage. Ah, fair play to you. There was another time cruising on some back roads and looking at the map and trying to find this place called Eagle Mountain. Um, turns out wrongly assuming there would be an eagle there and also wrongly assuming there would not be a metal wire bare metal wire right across the road and ended up with it halfway across the hood before uh, I realized so that was that was entertaining had to have the second Mrs. X I loosened it up and she went out and actually lifted it and cruised the car underneath um, there was quite a while I had a frame parking ticket from Bray where Mick does the intros. Um, why do you do a live intro and have them say the exact same thing you might ask all the way from Ireland? I don't know. Because I love you guys. So I had a parking ticket there and took it home, framed it, used some crayons or something and colored it up. Very proud of it. Parking for a time not permitted, it said. And I thought that was just charming. There was a, there was these signs to go up this mountain. Like you were about to go up such and such mountain. Um, beware because the temperature can change and this and that. And started heading up. And it got gradually narrower and rockier. And 
it turned out that it, it really wasn't a road. It was a hiking path. So, I mean, the rocks were like the size of toasters and bigger. So it's, by the time I decided that my dumb ass had better turn around because it's, it's going to start scraping bottom and there's no way going to make it up this hiking path, that I thought, what the fuck am I going to do up there anyway? Back all the way down? So to get that thing turned around was uh, arduous and extremely nerve-wracking. And there was a time I was cruising along, I believe it was in the southwest, and saw a castle on a, on a bay. No way to get to it. Drove, drove, drove. No road, no road, no road, no road, no road. Kept cruising. No road, no road, no road. It's getting, and now it's on the left, and it's getting behind, getting farther, farther back. And I spy with my left eye a road going back the way we came, but at a real sharp angle, back the other way. And, well, basically a two-track with a gate across it. So I go up, turn around, pull down that, Hump and bump and bump and hump and bump back that way. Get to the back and it's really sketchy. So what I did was I pulled the car in and there was a bit of a slope. And so I backed up as high as I could on that so I could get a nice running start to get the fuck out of there. And uh turned out it was it was well worth it. Because there was a castle back there all by itself on this bay. Nobody around. It was fantastic. That's why I say you, you really need to just, if you go, just have a real loose itinerary and just go. Just go places. If something looks the least bit um, like an adventure, fucking go for it. What's it matter? Better to, better to find stuff. I mean, you know, I ended up on beaches, ended up uh, like along shores where people were surfing with cliffs and stuff like that um yeah this place and there was also i noticed this tree with stuff tied to it and those are prayers tied on little pieces of paper and on cloth and went up there and there's a holy well which ireland's dotted with these holy wells and took my phone and turned the light on looked inside and there was a virgin mary and there was a whole bunch of stuff inside this holy well that was basically underground so that was cool worthwhile got out of there with no problem um there's a little bonus car story takes place in scotland which in no way was as difficult to drive as ireland the british basically tried to you know kill all the irish so they could raise their sheep over there scotland never really I don't know, my history could be off, but it certainly didn't seem that way that Scotland had ever been treated that way. So the roads were a lot more built up, you know, plus it's stuck right to England anyway. Um, so like I said, I had driven up from London and I was doing the perimeter of Scotland driving around. And I was at Loch Ness and... Yes, I saw the, the monster. I saw hundreds of monsters. It was a real gray, rainy, windy day. So basically, what that did was cause all these waves, these twisting, sinuous waves, serpentine, you might say, 
So it looked like, everything looked like a fucking sea monster out there. This little skinny, deep lake. But anyway, Loch Ness. I had a uh, Fiat, a Fiat uh, 500. Not the ones that you see here in America, not the modern one. This was just a little, man, I popped the hood on that thing. And it looked like somebody dropped a shoebox and put wires on it. That's how small the motor was. But it had all these amenities. It had air conditioning, super adjustable seat, all this stuff. But the radio was in Italian and not just Italian. I speak a little Spanish, so I probably could have figured out that. But it was in abbreviated Italian. So they were working on the road, and instead of having two fat, unshaven guys hiding cigarettes that flip signs back and forth and talk to microphones, they just set up a traffic light at each side that's timed. So pulled up, the traffic light's red. I'm down fucking with the radio, trying to figure out, you know, how to, because I have to have the sound right in the middle of my head. So that means that, you know, the balance has got to be just right. The fade's got to be right because it's going to be coming right in the middle. Of my, so I'm down there. I'm messing with that. I look up. It's red. I go down. I'm messing with that. I look up. It's red. Um, I go down. I look up. Still red. I'm, you know, moving fast. I don't want to. There's a guy behind on a bicycle. So I, do that. I go down. <laughs> what the fuck? I look up. The light screen. Oh, the guy on the bike ran into us. Yeah, he looks okay. See ya. Not my fault he wasn't paying attention. He ran into me. So that's Memories of Ireland, Cars Edition. Living Large and Hard, coming to you as always, high above 309, Allentown, Pennsylvania, from the Skybox. Uh, subscribe any way you want to. Listen to this anywhere you want to. If you can't find it, it's, it's all over the fucking place. I think it's pretty much on every platform from what I see. If there's a platform that you like to use and it's not there, you let me know. Get a hold of me on Facebook, Mike or Max Marvin. Living Large and Hard on Instagram. Shit for Brains, Gmail. X-I-T-F-E-R Brains at Gmail. Love feedback. Absolutely love it. And as always, which is very apt considering the uh, subject, the topic tonight. Let's listen to some traffic. Left-hand drive traffic, by.